0: The Playmakers on CBS Sports Radio 1140.
1: But you gotta keep your head up. Oh, you let, let your head down. Ay-ay. And you gotta keep your head up. Oh, you gotta uh, block more shots, maybe. Get more shots to the net. Get <sighs> the net more than one time. Gotta Andy grammar has all of the hockey answers for us. You're supposed to be Point Paul.
2: I've seen him perform this song in person like twice.
1: Does he have any others? Yeah. This is the only one I know. This is a banger.
2: He's got a few others. Uh, he plays a lot of private performances. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> the It was late night last night, obviously, for a lot of Vegas Golden Knights fans. Yep. As they uh, drank away their disappointment or slept away their disappointment because of the collective thud that happened after the place was rocking early on. And then really the golden Knights played from behind for two thirds of that game last night, mm-hmm. which we now have a game six in Minnesota tomorrow, uh, back on the road again. And I don't know, let's just dump everything out of the table here. We were, we, we've just got the customs mm-hmm. and we've got a full piece of luggage here with all the junk that is in this place. Package for game five. We need customs to sift through it and we need them to confiscate a few things. Mm -hmm. Uh, What needs to be confiscated from this night's team after last night?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I think the. I don't know, because I I feel like they played as as dominant as one could play without actually winning a game, without actually scoring uh, the as many goals as they needed to last night. It was just so odd for them to get out to the exact start that you would want, where you're getting a first period goal from Mark Stone, of all people, on a breakaway, you know, taking advantage of of the Minnesota Wild on the change. But then the Minnesota not only respond less than a minute later, but they respond with the exact right person, with Kirill Kaprizov, who had his first, that was his first playoff goal. Of all time, so in terms of what you need to leave behind, that's what you said, or to take with.
2: What do we need to drop at this point? Because last night was the first night in this series. I mean, Mm -hmm. really, even even after game one, I kind of felt this way, and the 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 feeling is because they had been playing so well, and you know, had been rolling through, and been getting the right contributions from so many different people. Mm -hmm. That with a one goal lead, or even you know, down a couple of goals, you know, two one, kind of felt like you know what, this team can just kind of come back. They had the ability to do it because they were doing all the right things,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it felt like um, if you've ever seen if you've ever seen like a really bad war movie, not a good war movie, but a bad war movie, where uh, a lot of people in the armed forces are always critical of what they call the unlimited clips. Where you get into a gun battle and sure. in video games, it's the same right. way where you've got the cheat you've been, code we'd on. We'd
1: be out of ammo by right. this point. You should have run yeah. out
2: of ammunition at this point. It felt like that second period was that way for the Knights, mm-hmm. but they just kept spraying and spraying and spraying and nothing happened.
1: Right. And that's where I'm just trying to dissect that of what to leave behind because you want that shoot first mentality. You want them to have the offensive advantage. You want them going one for two on the power play. We're allowed to score with the extra man advantage. Paul, that was only our second power play goal of the entire series, but luckily Minnesota has zero for their eight, but they didn't even get penalties called. Yeah. They're the worst in at the all. playoffs right now. Um, And, and so that's where I'm just trying to like, how exactly do the golden Knights find ways to, either turn up the pressure where they're not being delegated to the outside as much, where they're infiltrating in into the, the higher danger areas in the Minnesota defensive zone, or if it's simply the way I saw the game, which was... You have the the knights get on the board first. We get Kaprizov going. Then Zach Parisi, who's been scratched for the better part of the last couple of months, somehow winds up getting a goal in the most Zach Parise way by stuffing that uh, against the the post and catching flower, not uh, sealing everything off. And at that point, the knights are on their heels. And then that third goal was the what the the Greenway goal. That was the most. It looked like some of the wild players. Dipped into the NOS cannons for the fast and furious reference, because it seemed like the ice was so tilted in their direction that they were just their energy was was bigger was louder was 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 stronger. Was the alpha in the rink last night, and that was that was my first key game. You have to at least match, if not supersede. And it's not like the Golden Knights weren't ready. I just didn't think they expected to have Kaprizov go down and respond to Mark Stone. I think there was some wind taken out of the sails because like this is exactly what you want. This is exactly how these games have kind of transpired over the last few, getting the right goal from the right person at the right time. And then once Minnesota realized, oh yeah, well now our guys go and anything could happen. After that first period, even though they were outshot 22 to 1 in the second frame, it didn't matter cuz we're in the turtle shell and we're just we're trying to run down the clock. So how do you beat that? Like how do you get players to um unclog the middle? You have to make a move. You have to make offense more than just we pass to the outlets on the half wall and then they walk in and shoot. Like you have to somehow find a way to make the Minnesota Wild Make decisions on who to cover and, and just kind of come out of their shell a little bit more. Because otherwise you're just you're it's a battering ram that's not gonna work.
2: That second period where you watched the knights literally walk the puck into the offensive zone. I mean it was yeah. it was constant, it was constant. But I would say that 85 percent of the time it was always a pass to the right wall. Always. Yep. And that's where it's set up and we'd kind of dial around out there and if there was and some... how
1: high in that zone do you do you dish that pass? Like the second they get over the blue line, right?
2: Right. Every time right, to where it was like, like, wow, it feels like they're almost offsides every time as they crossed over. But it was right. like, it was just, it was a simple, they just kind of, they could kind of roll in the zone, roll in the zone. And just,
1: right. Then we have it, to, we have to just kind of see, we have to take the lay of the land and let everybody set up and then we'll go do the offense. Right. Is is that what more of the, of the beat you're going they're pacing?
2: No, no. For the And that's, I mean, again, that's the way that second period just kept setting up. We didn't <laughs> have any issues like rolling into the zone. We just no. had issues. Like it felt like, okay, are we waiting to set up the right play here? Are we waiting to do something? Because at that point, the Wild were fully committed. They were fully committed. Yeah, to Yeah, we'll stop give you the neutral everything. zone. Right? They why were...
1: would we? Why would we use our energy there?
2: Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send. Them. I'm gonna just be smart. And that—that that the one thing about the Wild in Game Five. You know, less than 24 hours ago, it's a little bit of a raw wound, I think, for for Golden Knights fans who are expecting, you know, clearly something different. Yep. Where the Wild slowed the game down in in the places where they needed to. And they made yep. incredibly smart plays. And if you could go back and count the time, and I know it's difficult to do even with Elias Sports Bureau and all the advanced statistics and things like that, which is why I'm kind of okay with a chip in the puck, to be honest. But the amount of times that the Wild were able to dump the puck into the zone without icing, it's 20 seconds every time. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's 20 seconds Twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Twenty seconds.
1: Go back and it's do it again. Right. Go back and it's do it again.
2: Yeah, and it's and it added up and it added up and it just kept adding up. And I'm like, okay. And especially they were very efficient in that third period in doing that. Mm-hmm. But they were able to hold off whatever again unlimited ammo that the Golden Knights were throwing at them in, in period two. Mm-hmm. And the final minute, you know, the the, the 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 empty netter from Sturm with Petrangelo trying to chase down the puck. Bizarre just, play. Yeah, just felt like okay, this is the only way you're going to put a bow on this game for a loss was right. us trying to chase down a puck deep in the zone and Petrangelo
1: not
2: quite getting there. But
1: before that that exact play transpired, did you feel like the Golden Knights were going to find a way to equalize at Yes, I mean, absolutely. You, know, you, you thought that they were pushing oh. that. So why, why was it about those last couple minutes that you thought, well, they're going to find a way to get it through here versus the other uh, preceding minutes because Martinez is – uh, goal on the power play came about halfway through the second period. And that was the last time that they scored.
2: Because I saw Talbot splash. Talbot was splashing around like a dog in, in a baby pool. I mean, they had him flapping all over the place, but he was. But were, were, were we
1: anywhere near well, no, collecting any of those pucks in front of the net? Because it, all the Minnesota Wild have to do is like, oh, there's the Redmond. I'm just going to hit it out of the well, zone. And
2: that's. And that's it, was, it was what Marc-Andre Fleury had been doing to the Wild in two, three, and four. Talbot finally figured it out. He finally figured it out. It took him forever to figure it out. And it's not like he was making spectacular saves last night. Mm-hmm. But it was that the final last good chance for the Knights. Um and I can't remember who was who was sliding in at that time, but Talbot literally all he did is he just set he just did his pad to the ground mm-hmm. and it bounced harmlessly off his pad, but he was able to push that off to his left, kind of out of danger, to where really the, the knights were kind of there, but they weren't. You know, it would have taken a Herculean effort or uh, a, a Elastigirl type effort. Right, their to be timing's able to get to the off
1: puck. because they're they're not the they're 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 over pushing because then you have like well we're sending everything to the net, but then everybody's too close to the net. So when that rebound pops out, nobody's actually there to collect it. And that's where it's it's Talbot managing the saves, but it's also just. One of the tendencies that the Golden Knights get into, if if teams allow them to go into kind of their shooting gallery mode, is that they'll take the offense that's given to them. They'll stop uh, trying to, to to dart as hard to the net. They'll they'll try to er- originate most of those plays in the high zone and try to go tic tac toe. Whereas if they just take it ten feet lower into the zone, if you if you originate more play below that goal line and you make Minnesota. Use the boards because the, the boards are a third defenseman, Paul. You, we teach it all the time in, in on on zone entries to for the D. It's just like you want to ride them out and and basically rub them out against the boards because they'll just it'll just stop them right there. That's it's about taking the correct angle and then killing that play. And the Knights stopped pushing down there. The Knights started to get into that more emotional mind. We got to get more pucks than that. We got to go do this. But like you said, it wasn't like anybody was actually in the areas where the rebounds were popping out, so an adjustment wasn't made, or guys were just so focused on on the task at hand to kind of see the 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 forest through the trees. But regardless, I, whenever people talk about this team and they like, oh they played so well because they outshot they're like they outshot them forty to fourteen, it doesn't matter if you can't score the goals. If you keep trying to feed the point at the top and try to rip them through and, and, and I get it blocking shots, this is how you win hockey games when it comes to the NHL playoffs. But I just, I don't know. I, I felt like they didn't have the same amount of energy that Minnesota brought. And then once you're late to the party, they're trying to make up for that fact. But I don't think the urgency was really there with, because with, they realize you're up three to one. We're going to rely on the crowd. We're going to rely on our, home, on, our, on our home ice advantage. They've won more games in Minnesota than they've won here. So uh, that's I, I'm just trying to dissect this because it's so hard once we get to this point when they know these teams so well, and we're we're talking about the little the little chess pieces. That's what I asked Mark Stone about last night and how they defended him differently. And I can I can understand why he was a little maybe off put by the question because they probably didn't defend him that efficiently. Because look at look at the shot disparity. But who had more goals on the scoreboard? They did, and so. That's where that next level play is. Uh, and and you know we're still dealing with guys that are out. We're still dealing with with uh, Shea Theodore, who has now gone ten games without a, registering a point. Paul, that's a huge problem. Um, and 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 we've talked about these things, but you just it, it gets to a point where you have to find a way, and I just. It was a, a big missed opportunity, and now only did not only did you breathe life back into Minnesota by sending it back the series back to their home ice, but now you have two guys—one that you would expect goals to come from—that right. that, what they're called, or, who will be their called order—and then Zach Parise. Like these are the storylines; these are the little undercurrents. Kind of how we were talking about what happened in the Jets and Edmonton Oilers game—they blew—they blew a third period lead, but why? Because Archibald took a penalty, and it, and it sent all these things down, and so. You don't want to give any sort of sliver of light or belief into this team. Because if this is a game seven, if they go to Minnesota and Minnesota takes game six, oh boy. And all this can be avoided with, with uh with a win last night. And it's not like they weren't trying hard. No, well, especially but,
2: if Caprizov now he's uncorked and he's got the feeling. Exactly. And he, knows, and he knows what to look at. And Parisi, we joked yesterday about well man, he wish he could roll back the clock ten years. Right. Well he did it. Yeah, he did it. It was a it was a clever goal, right? It was a very clever goal. Yeah,
1: it's it's grind it out, find a spot, and and like I said, it's it is a textbook Pereszy type of play. And for a guy that has been scratched, that has so much pride, that is the leading goals playoff goal scorer for the Minnesota Wild franchise all time. An assistant captain to be up in the stands for as long as he did, and a lot of that drama started here earlier in the regular season when he tried to get Foligno a hat trick one night to go out and kind of exercise that demon for himself and, and to have that because he's not going to be on the Minnesota wild next year. Both of these sides have made sure this, this is what's going to happen. But now there's an even uh, deeper mission there. And the team, the other guys around him are going to buy into that because they're his teammate too. They want the best for their guy. It's tough to have somebody sit up in in the seats, but somebody has to do it. But now that he's in and, and finds a way to get a goal like that and to really build on that lead and, and, truly take that team to the next level last night, all bets are off for me right now. All bets are off. And so when that's the case, you got to go back to the drawing board. You got to go back to what works. And usually what doesn't work is pumping the tires of the other goaltender and and just shelling them the way that they did last night. So hopefully they have more answers or more uh, dedicated answers. Than they had last night.
2: Well, in the meantime, the next round opponent, if it's the Wild or the Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche now have an extra couple of days to sit around and make the bruises that might be large on their thighs and hips and arms a little bit smaller as they watch these two teams uh, swing at each other. So,
1: yep, lots of bad blood a brewing. I'll tell you that it's 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 a rivalry that is growing for, between the Wild and the and the Golden Knights. So, got to bring our best game tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, game six in St. Paul tomorrow night.